Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well today. I'm doing pretty well. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, I hope you all are being safe out there. Uh, I know that there's like storms and stuff going on, so hopefully you're just safe. I guess you can already tell by the title of this episode what this episode is going to be about. So um, without further ado, let's just, let's just go ahead and jump into the news. So first up, I want to talk about Venom. Venom has been pushed back from its original release date of September 24th to October 15th due to um, the, the concerns about the pandemic. So they just want to see how things will play out, I guess. And then uh, when it releases it. You know, just see if it'll do well at the box officer like that. A new episode of Marvel's What If series will be released tomorrow on Disney Plus, with this episode being about T'Challa and if he became Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill. This also marks Chadwick Boseman's last Marvel project for his passing last year. Uh, <clears throat> I'm recording this on Monday, um, August 16th. And today, Monday, is the premiere of Shang-Chi and the Legend, the Legend of the Ten Rings. So they also released two new posters and two new clips for the movie. The movie will release exclusively in theaters, so they're not going to really put it on uh, Disney Plus for right now. And some people were upset about that, which I totally understand because I... Uh, you know, like a lot of people want to make sure they can see the movie, but I do remember seeing somewhere that they are planning to release it 40 days later after this theatrical release on Disney Plus. I'm not sure they're still keeping with that idea, but yeah. But also, the star of Shang-Chi, Simu Liu, called out Disney CEO Bob Chapik for his comments about saying the movie's theatrical release will be an experiment. Uh, Simu Liu made a statement saying, we are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the understated. Oh, hold on. Let me start that over because I messed up. <laughs> we are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that we will persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprise. I'm fired the F up to make history on September 3rd. Join us," <laughs> said in all capital letters. But um, I can understand where Simu was coming from because I follow him on Twitter, and Simu is incredibly proud and excited about being a part of making this movie. And I don't blame him. Like I think it would be so cool to work on a Marvel project, but I don't think that Bob meant it in a way like the studio was experimenting with having a mostly Asian-led film. I think it was referring to the decision to release it only in theaters instead of, you know, Disney Plus and the theaters at the same time. Um, but I have to say, Simu kind of gathered, <laughs> like, he kind of gathered Bob up with that comment. <laughs> and I get it because when you're a creative person, and unless you're calling something that you made an experiment, like I can say like, oh, this episode is an experiment I'm doing just to see how this is going to go, you know, but I think it almost feels less. I feel like when someone calls your body of work an experiment, it feels like it's not being taken as seriously. 
if someone else is saying like, oh, that's just an experiment that we're doing. So I feel like that's where uh, Simu came from with, you know, his statement, basically like, don't call this an experiment. This is something that means a lot to me and a lot of other people who worked on this movie. And I mean, it's a little bit messy, but I totally can understand exactly where he's coming from. Uh, in other news, Emma Stone has closed a deal to return for Cruella 2. Uh, and with these live-action remakes that Disney has been making in the like the recent years, more specifically about their villains, I think the only one we have really other than Cruella is um, Maleficent. And I really do like both of the movies for Maleficent. I feel like Cruella is actually one I wouldn't mind seeing again. And I think I enjoyed the movie because her story isn't exactly like a remake of something that we already have. And they had to give her her own backstory that to my knowledge never existed. So it isn't like they're really, you know, having to go back and make something true to what's already existed. And I feel like it's easier to work with a character that you create a backstory with because you can go in in direction with it. So I'm a little interested in seeing what they're going to do moving forward with uh, Cruella in a sequel. And and some other news too, the TV show that Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, has called Atlanta, has wrapped up filming for his third season. If y'all have not seen that show, I highly recommend checking it out because it is one of the funniest shows I've seen. Uh, and one of my favorite episodes from the show is in the season one of a show called Van. And that episode always manages to like get so many laughs out of me, especially a segment where they're talking about <laughs> they're talking about someone who identifies as transracial, which I really believe that was like I feel like that was kind of a commentary about Rachel Dolezal. If you don't know who Rachel Dolezal is. She's a woman that identifies as a black African-American woman, but she was exposed for actually being white. Uh, they said she had two white parents and that she's not actually African-American. And she was like trying her best to disprove what people were trying to disprove. It was a whole messy story. She got like a, a documentary out of it. I watched a documentary. Uh, I think I watched that thing about like two or three years ago. It still didn't really, I really still don't even know what to make of the situation because it's just such a crazy situation. But yeah, uh, Atlanta, check it out. <laughs> and speaking of season threes, the third season of Titans has been released on HBO Max. So if you want to see that, check it out on HBO Max. But good luck with watching it without HBO Max having a failure issue. I really like that app, but I wish they would get get it together with their failure issues. So, Because if it wasn't for the failure issues, I think it would be a really nice app. And recently, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about like how they wish HBO or, you know, like they would actually pay attention to that app and update things on there. Because a lot of people are complaining about how like it does just crash in the middle of you watching something like there's been several times I've watched stuff on HBO Max and and it's the weirdest thing because it'll still play the show in the background, but on top of the show, it has like a um, screen that says, sorry, 
we have an issue. <laughs> and when you press OK, it just cuts off the show. And it's like, OK, this is just annoying. But uh, yeah. Speaking of other streaming platforms, Netflix has a new adult series called Inside Job that will follow a dysfunctional team whose daily grind is committing the world's conspiracies. And I think it'll be something that I'll check out because it seems like it has a, like an interesting premise. And one thing I can help notice about seeing the stills from the show is that the art style seems very reminiscent of Rick and Morty. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just when I saw the stills, I was just like, this feels pretty familiar. <laughs> and other people agree to saying like, this just feels like Rick and Morty. Uh, but not like, I don't think the show is exactly going to try to follow exactly what Rick and Morty does, but just the art style just seems very similar to them. Speaking of Rick and Morty, the show is on hiatus right now, but it is confirmed that the show will have a supersized season five finale that will air on September 5th. And it's also confirmed that the finale will be an hour long. And I love that. Rick and Morty is one of my favorite shows. I own the season one and season two DVDs. Um, I just really love that show. I know people like... <laughs> There was a whole meme about it, but it's a really funny show, and I just really love it. And this isn't exactly entertainment news, but I just thought about the show White Lotus that's on HBO. I no, I don't remember. That's a HBO. I don't know if it's a HBO Max original, like it's only on HBO Max. But um, I really just want to check out that show because I keep seeing so many people talk about how good it is, and I don't know. I want to check it out. <laughs> And I don't want to keep I don't want to keep you all for too long. Uh, that's just some entertainment news I want to get out the way. But the last thing I want to talk about uh, is just a little issue. Well, yeah, it is an issue that I've been seeing over the past few days, and I just want to talk about this issue, and then I'm gonna go ahead and actually like close out this episode. You know, just go ahead and wrap it up. But I want to talk about. Lizzo. Now, I feel like there are two things someone just did when I just mentioned her name. So either someone said, Lizzo, oh, let me turn this off right now. Or Lizzo, I like her music. What does he want to talk about that involves her? So I want to talk about the way that Lizzo has been attacked in the past few days. So she just released her new song called Rumors with a video accompanying it which I think was a pretty fun video to watch. It was her and several other women depicted as the Greek muses. Um, you know, and it feels like it was inspired by Hercules. If it is, I really do like the idea that they went with having them be muses because Hercules is one of my most favorite movies of all time. And so uh, it just felt really fun, like, you know, if you watch Hercules and you saw the muses in there, it was just anytime they came up, it was a really fun, uh, you know, like few minutes of seeing them singing and being funny and things like that. But there's controversy surrounding her music video. But get this. Lizzo didn't actually do anything. People started attacking her for the same reason they always do her weight. I truly don't get what goes through someone's mind to make them want to like ridicule someone for their weight. I just think it's really weird to do that. Like people always point out, but 
she's fat. Don't you think she knows that about herself already? Like, she's the one living in her body and has talked about how she's been doing things to make sure she stays healthy, which I don't even think she should have even shared with people because it's no one's business what she's doing and putting inside her body because it's not like it's going to hurt anyone else. I just really don't like the fact that it got to that point where she had to do that. Like, this woman is out here living, like, she's trying to live her best life and create her art to share with people. And some people decide to fixate on an aspect of her. Like, it's some weird fetish of theirs to, you know, worry about. And because of all the statements that, you know, she's been getting, Lizzo, she decided to make a statement saying this. I'm grateful. I just feel like I'm seeing negativity directed towards me in the most weirdest way. Like, people saying shit about me that just doesn't even make sense. It's fat phobic. And it's racist and it's hurtful. If you don't like my music, cool. If you don't like rumors and song, cool. But a lot of people don't like me because of the way I look. And I'm like. So y'all made her cry. Is that exactly what y'all wanted? I'm sorry if I'm like spending a lot of time on this topic, but. It's just, I cannot understand why people think it is normal, why people think it is comfortable for them to spread hate and negativity, but no, but like they know they wouldn't even be comfortable if that same energy that they were spreading around was directed their way. And it's not just about Lizzo, it's about anyone. Stop thinking it's your job to point out people's insecurities, especially when your opinion was an axe. It's not criticism. It's just you being mean. If you do that, you're just being mean. I think people react like this towards Lizzo because she's unapologetically being her most authentic self. And it baffles people because for most of our lives, we're like, we've been taught to be ashamed of certain aspects of our being, you know, and it doesn't really have to be that way. But of course, that doesn't just change overnight. It's something that we all have to work towards to really being comfortable with ourselves. I know. For me personally, like seeing a person like her and, you know, and let me, I'm trying to get my thoughts together, but seeing someone like her and I know for me, myself, even just being, you know, like I'm a man, she's a woman, so that's the difference between us. But, and I know most of what she does, you know, is for mainly to uplift black woman but when you like listen to her music and even just listening just listening to her speak and listening to not listening but looking at the way that she handles herself and carries herself and just trying to be positive in a world where everyone thinks negativity is so normal and i'm not saying that you're going to live life where only positive things happen to you. Yeah, th 
there's some stuff in life that's not, you know, not everything in life is going to be positive. You are going to have moments when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're angry, when you're upset with someone, when you're sad. I think I already said sad, but you get my point. It's just, you know, but seeing someone like her makes me realize, huh, I can really be myself and try my best to spread positivity to people as well. And I think that's her whole thing. I understand that some people may not like her, you know, large personality, which is totally fine. I get it. I mean, I'm the type of person, I'm very reserved and quiet uh, when I'm around other people. So, you know, having someone who does have a big, actually, let me say this. I have a sibling and, you know, she's very, I love her so much, and she does have a very big personality herself. You know, she's the one out of the two of us that is more loud and that is more, you know, uh, I guess out there, you know, and outgoing for things. And she's not afraid to really share share her opinions like that. And even though I'm the older one, you know, there's some things I've learned from her just to be myself and be a person that is not afraid to speak up for themselves. And that's something I've always had to like deal with for most of my life is speaking up for myself and being more comfortable with who I am as a person. So you would think that with someone having a person like that in their lives, even though Lizzo isn't like someone who is immediately like next to me, like she isn't in my life like that, but you know, seeing someone like that, you would think other people would be like, Hey, maybe I don't have to, be a certain way maybe i don't have to be mean or spread negativity i can spread positivity and learn how to love myself in the process but you know i think that's the problem is a lot of people just don't really love themselves and they are probably upset that they're seeing someone else love themselves that much so i don't know i really i am sorry if i uh had a huge word vomit just now but it's something i wanted to talk about and hopefully it gives someone food for thought um yeah my next upload will be on saturday I upload on tuesdays and saturdays follow subscribe to my podcast on whichever platform you listen to and follow me on instagram at quickchatpod and vager v-e-y-j-e-r my email is quickchatj at gmail.com if you want to reach out to me about anything hope you have a good day or night it's time you're listening take care bye